I'm Michelle Boyd, ex-careerist turned work-enriching life advocate. After experiencing burnout and craving more meaning, I walked away from my career of 15 years to reconnect to myself and design a work life I love. Welcome to the Well Podcast, all about work-enriching life. A place for droplets of inspiration, ideas to lift you up and make you feel well, well. Tune in to hear my guests share their work evolution experiences and mindset hacks from me, your host, trained coach, hypnotherapist, and meditation teacher, and founder of Floetic. Let's get started. In today's episode, I want to talk about storytelling, the stories that we tell ourselves and the stories that we tell other people. Um, very specifically why this is actually important and how it affects our experience and also how we can review and rewrite our stories if we want to. And I'm going to be giving you a bit of a framework of questions to ask yourself if you want to think about how you rewrite your stories. So the reason that I wanted to record this podcast now is because we're obviously coming to the end of 2020. And so for most people, it's quite a natural time for us to pause and to reflect on the year that we've had and then begin to look forward to the year that we want to have next year in 2020. Whether you're somebody who writes New Year's resolutions or you're a more systematic goal setter, it doesn't really matter. There is a natural pause at this time of year to look back and to look forward. And 2020 has been a significant year for everyone. Everyone's been affected to different degrees. I think everybody would talk about different experiences, but it's certainly been a a year that will go into the history books. And so with that in mind, I wanted you to stop and reflect about what's the story that you're going to tell yourself about 2020. Because I've been sitting and reflecting around the story that I'm telling myself about 2020. Now, I'm not someone who believes that you've got to wait to the end of a cycle, the end of a year, the beginning of a year to actually stop and reflect. I think you can do it at any time. And I've been doing it throughout the last 12 months because I think it's been such a big year and I've been using it as a way to check in with myself and make sure that I'm actually telling myself a story that's useful for where I want to go. And this really takes me on to the first part around why stories are important. So stories are so very important to us as humans. Um, We are natural storytellers. It's how we communicate our view of the world. It's how we pass down ideas and learnings. And it's a way how we create humor and enjoyment and social connection. So it's really, really important to us. But we actually have to be really mindful of how we create and construct our stories because it has such an impact on our day-to-day experience. And the reality is that we can take any situation and we can create some very different stories. And you'll see this because you'll talk to various people who will have observed and experienced very, very similar facts, very, very similar items in their day and yet the story they will tell you about them is vastly different. And to give you a bit of context if you want to to delve into this in more detail go back to I believe it's episode 8 of the World Podcast where I talk about the reticulator activating system. But fundamentally we are taking in a bunch of sensory information and then we choose 
to give it meaning. And really the stories we tell give us an awful lot of insight into whatever meaning we have chosen to give something. And as I spoke about in that episode, actually nothing has any meaning other than what we choose to give it. And obviously, depending on the meaning that we choose to give something will depend on whether we are actually going to evoke feelings of happiness within ourselves or feelings of sadness or anything in between. So it's useful to pause for a moment and we probably know ourselves whether we are a a pessimist or an optimist, if we're a cup half full or a cup half empty. But whatever you're thinking about at the moment, whatever story that you're currently telling yourself, a really useful exercise is to write that story as if you were the pessimist and then to rewrite that story as if you are the optimist. Because you can actually choose any story that you want to tell, any view that you want to have of your life and your experience. And these will form your memories. This is what you will look back on. This is where your learnings will come from. And even if you don't want to take the fully pessimistic view, or you don't feel comfortable with the fully optimistic view, you can decide where on that spectrum you want to sit with your storytelling. And it's also interesting to look at the gap between the story that you tell yourself and the story that you tell the outside world. Because for a lot of people, that's different as well. Also, have a look at where you're using humor in your storytelling. A lot of stories are told to create humor for other people. But the reality is that we are always hearing those stories. Our unconscious mind is always absorbing them. And so therefore, you actually really do need to be careful of the words you speak and the stories that you share outwardly to other people. So take a moment. What's the story that you're telling yourself about 2020, about the year that you've just had? Is it one of disaster, of things going wrong, of lost time? Or is it one of reflection and learning and getting to know yourself and growing through a period that was not quite what you'd expected? So, Where else can we be careful of where we pick up stories? The reality is that we pick up stories all over the place. And very often we end up carrying and living stories that are just not our own. And it's useful to see what rhetoric have you decided to adopt as yours. And it's not even your rhetoric. And let me give you, you know, a really real life example of this for me personally. So, In the last six to nine months and beyond that, but very concentrated in the last six to nine months, there has been so much conversation within the women that I know um, around children, either having children, planning pregnancies, having IVF, freezing of eggs. It's been a really... (sighs) a really, really big conversation to the point that I've been having it in some shape or form with almost every woman in my life. And with only a very, very small exception of somebody who is not fussed about having children, everybody else has frozen their eggs, is planning their pregnancies, is pregnant, is having children. 
And I've had my views around this called into question. I have been said, I've been told, you know, you perhaps should be taking this more seriously. You should be considering freezing your eggs. And this is a standpoint that I don't hold. And that's very personal to share, but I I don't want to do that. To me, it it's never felt something that I'm comfortable with, that I feel drawn to. It just, it doesn't sit with me. It also doesn't feel um, like the backup plan that um, is the rhetoric that is sold to many women. And just to be really clear, if that's something that you're choosing to do, that that's a very personal choice, but it's one that I personally haven't felt drawn to do. And there came a point in the middle of the year this year where I found that seeping in to my story about who I was, where I was in my life and the course that I was taking. And I had to step back and recognize that that is not my story. Freezing my eggs and worrying about children is actually not my story. And when I was able to recognize that I was simply absorbing this rhetoric that is a rhetoric that a lot of women in their mid to late 30s are running and there's nothing wrong with that and it's entirely valid, but it's not my story. And when I recognized that and when I stepped back and tapped into what is actually my story around children and becoming a mother and my fertility, I realized that I'm exactly where I want to be right now. And I actually feel really comfortable about this. And we pick up other people's stories all the time. And just because a story is something that many people would say, would tell, just because it's a story that you see all over social media, and just because it's a story that the newspapers and the, you know, the mainstream press are running, doesn't mean that it's a story that fits for you. It doesn't mean it's your story. And it doesn't mean that you need to adopt it. And we get a lot of power and a lot of balance and comfort from stepping back and recognizing when something is our story and when something is not our story. And we can take that power of shaping our everyday experience even more into our hands by deciding what we want our story to be. And so if we start to talk a bit about how you can actually review and rewrite your story, or you can talk about reframing your story, then this is some of the steps that you might want to take. And you might want to grab out a pen if you're really keen to to use these. And you can use these to journal as you go towards the end of the year and as you progress into 2021. So step one is to actually identify the facts in your story. Every story has facts. Different people bring in a different amount of facts, but we always build our stories around facts. What's really interesting about facts and a good way for you to identify the true facts is that a fact doesn't have meaning, a fact doesn't have emotion, and a fact is exactly the same irrespective of who is speaking that fact and working that fact into their stories. So identify what the facts are in your story. Step two is then to notice the meaning that you have created from those facts. 
So in many cases, those facts will be sensory information is how you've received them. There'll be data, there'll be things that you've heard, you've seen, you've observed, you've um, you've tasted, you've smelt. And then what is the meaning that you are making around those facts? Because this is the part that really starts to inform your experience every day. When you can step back and identify what meaning you've made, you can actually reshape that meaning. And what you get out of meaning is an emotion. So if you're struggling to work out where you've ever made any meaning around something, just think about where the emotion sits in your story. And those are the most important meanings that you've created. The next step is to make a decision around the perspective that you want to have. So where are you going to stand in this story? Are you going to be the victim? Are you going to be the hero? Are you going to be the winner? Are you just going to be a completely objective observer? When you decide on the perspective you'll take, that will affect the meaning that you give your story. The fourth stage is to decide who are the key characters in your story. Notice who you've given the power to. Who are the people in your story that are having the most impact on your emotions, your experience, and what you're going to do next? And remember that you can always choose who those key characters are. And the final part, which is always important in good storytelling, is what's the learning or the moral of the story? And you see this whenever you pick up a kid's book, especially, there's always a moral. There's always something that you're supposed to take away and work into the rest of your life. And any good story, even as an adult, should have some form of learning. What's the thing that you shouldn't do again? The thing that you should see in a different light? Review the learning and the moral of your story. So let's just recap those five steps really quickly. Identify the facts. Notice the meaning you've created from those facts. Decide the perspective that you want to have. Who are the key characters in your story? Who have you given power to? And finally, what's the learning and the moral of the story? When you've got all those pieces at play, you're in a position to reframe and rewrite your story to anything that you want it to be. So I encourage you, next time that you find yourself running a story that's negative, that makes you feel shit, um, and that doesn't actually push you towards your goals or towards just the way that you want to feel in life, pause, review your story, and rewrite it. Because you have the power to write any story that you want about your life. And as we conclude this chapter of 2020 and as you pick up the pen to decide what 2021 is going to be about write that story write it with all the vivid color the visualizations the sounds the feelings the taste the things that you're going to be telling yourself as you step into 2021 and if you are listening to this podcast at the end of 2020 i wish you a wonderful end to the year and a really Merry Christmas this week.
I'm a brainwave and reconnection coach, and I work with people who want to walk away from their careers to support them to do that and to redesign their work life into something they love. I help you in two main ways. The first is to navigate walking away from your salary. And the second is to reconnect to yourself and rediscover what it is that you really want to do. I have a free roadmap and workbook called Should I Leave My Career? If you'd like to get your hands on that, the link to that is in the show notes.